Welcome to A Better Way of Being. I'm Ashane, soul healer, well-being practitioner and founder of the Quadusius Healing System. Here we will lift the veil on spiritual practices, complementary therapies and healing modalities to highlight the role that they can play in overall body, mind and soul well-being. There will be awesome interviews and discussions with healers, complementary therapists and inspiring souls. You will discover practices to explore and you'll be able to regularly enjoy guided meditations, sound journeys and so much more. A Better Way of Being will open up pathways for you to consider when exploring avenues to complete and whole health. A Better Way of Being disclaimer, the hosts and guests fully support and recommend the continued use of your medical professionals and let them know all that you are doing towards a better way of being for yourself. listeners and welcome to Let's Chat, one of many an episode where we have a guest speaker sharing their amazing journey towards a better way of being through a teaching, a practice or from a passion of helping others through mainstream or complementary healing practices. Today we will be chatting with Sarah Brooke, teacher, energy worker and ceremonialist who supports individuals and groups to come home to their true nature and to re-seed their connection and belonging to the earth. Sarah works with people worldwide, guiding them to connect to their authentic soul medicine through her one-on-one sessions, powerful group containers, and transformative guided rituals. Her work weaves together energy healing, earth wisdom, and subtle plant medicine. Sarah loves inspiring people to reclaim their own power, intuition, and authentic energy so they can create richly fulfilling lives full of meaning and beauty. A therapeutic practitioner and space holder with over 10 plus years experience, people tend to be drawn to the work with Sarah when they are going through a significant moment of transition in their lives. The space in between offers an invitation of sacred space filled with compassionate presence truthful encouragement, practical tools and grounded guidance to support the collective evolution humanity is going through at this time. Now listeners, I in particular love tapping into the power of Mother Earth and am most keen to hear from Sarah all about what she offers to help us and how to help us do this. So grant yourself the space to sit and join the conversation here. Let's chat with Sarah Brooke. Sarah and welcome to A Better Way of Being podcast. It's lovely to have you join us here on the program. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to be here and to connect with you again. Yes, it's it's like old times, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Before we dive into everything that you're doing now in your practice, would you mind if we took it back to the beginning? Where did um, this magical journey start for you to that has led you to be doing everything that you're doing now it's um it's interesting in reflection I feel like um there's always been a magical weaving but at the time I didn't realize it's more that perspective when you look back isn't it and it's like oh I can actually connect the dots now and see that I was actually quite sensitive or have always been really sensitive my whole life 
But for me, I guess the first quite strong spirit initiation as more of an adult came in in my mid-20s. I was working in corporate, um, full-on role in corporate marketing, selling gift cards, like very kind of... uh, (laughs) normal type role, yeah matrixy type job and then on the weekends was uh equally partying as hard but loving like um the dance music scene in melbourne and finding a sense of community there and obviously uh experimenting with different things and having mind-altering experiences but also was actually in quite a dark space i'd been obviously um doing everything that I thought I should by what society had told me, go to uni, get a job. And so while on the surface, there was nothing necessarily wrong, I wasn't connected to myself. I wasn't processing my emotions. And so I had quite um, strong anxiety, depression and eating disorder, kept all of that very hidden from the external world. And it was only when my parents divorced that it really um, having that support structure dissolve really brought me into a space of initiation where I might I need to start working on myself or there has to be more to life than than this and interestingly went to a psychiatrist to start with and I've got no issue with psychiatry I think it's great for a certain place and a certain time for certain people but after a 15 minute consult the guy was like I need to put you on meds and there was just something in me I think that first kind of flickering of that instinct that was like hang on I remember thinking I'm taking all the drugs on the weekend I don't think I need to be adding more to this situation I actually need to not be putting things through my body and so I did go back to him and ended up going to a beautiful she was almost retired counsellor who was just still doing the work because she loves supporting people. So she had that beautiful wise woman energy. Um, and I remember being in her living room, telling her everything that was wrong with me while her little dog humped this stuffed toy in the corner of the room. It was just this <laughs> universal comedy where it's like, oh, there's all these things wrong with me. And then just that. And then her just looking at me and going, Sarah, there's nothing wrong with you you just need to start living life for yourself. She then got me meditating, journaling, and that just started to crack open everything. I started going to a weekly meditation circle with a beautiful woman called Diane Collette, who's now one of my dearest friends. Um, But Diane was like that spiritual mama that I needed to help me to make sense of uh, my energy, connecting with spirit, meditating, stilling the mind. And then pretty soon after that, went and learnt Reiki. I'd never even had a Reiki session (laughs) before. I just knew that I needed to be there. And again, just had a beautiful connection with my teacher, Martine. And I'm so grateful for the women and men, but there's particularly were very significant women throughout my life that have stepped in at moments of transition mm-hmm. to lead the way. And definitely with Martine and Diane, having that um, reassurance and understanding that one, there's nothing wrong with me. And I just actually needed to learn how to work with my sensitivities, energy, 
with spirit after growing up in a, a family in a society that was like that's make-believe there's nothing more than this physical realm and me being like whoa, whoa. what's all of this that i'm feeling and the yeah. irony i come from a super sensitive and creative family where i'd say all my family are really intuitive yeah. um but have just kind of coped in the society that we're in that's now very much shifting isn't it yes it certainly is and big time you know yeah a fast way and it's, it's wonderful that um your journey you've you've had like you said the transition times were starting to come like at the crossroads um, yeah but there was always someone traveling that road ready waiting for you to guide you to the next level or to the next always experience. Yeah, yeah always and i can't really use it joseph campbell that's got that quote that there'll always be a helper when we're going through that hero's journey but obviously with women we're more attuned to the hero own journey but yeah, when I look back on my life, even though there might have been like moments where I felt very alone and isolated, pretty soonly after there would be someone that would come in and lead the way, whether or not it was someone that I actively sought out or that I just came across their work and was like, yep, I need to work with them yeah. or just words that a friend or even strangers have said along the way where it's like, oh, okay, no, 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 this is the confirmation that I need or that yes. guidance to just to keep you know, keep on walking one step at a time forward. Yes, and being open to acknowledging and seeing that really then brings in so much quicker um, yeah. what you need. And 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 it's it could be even just a song or a radio yes. announcer saying something. You think, whoa, there's a repetitive thing I'm getting told. Yeah. And yeah, or a, a magazine. I can remember with um, a, a similar thing where I was sitting in a, a pretty mainstream um societal thing and they're in a magazine where i would never have thought it was a furniture magazine i think from memory yeah <laughs> uh, to, to see a spiritual ad about something i thought whoa okay that can't, i can't get much clearer you know that's what i need to do because <laughs> it wasn't yeah. the it wasn't the first message of that kind but to be in such a unfamiliar setting in a furniture book to get this yeah message i thought okay so as soon as i left that room i was you know, trying to seek out what I was being guided to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely in those moments, isn't it, that there's a, an initiation into change? Because it was interesting with even me asking me that question. I think that there's been multiple then calls to initiation where I've almost got to a point of not stagnation, but almost like that, okay, this is where I need to be. This is settled and might stay there for a little while, only for the whole cycle to kick back off again, where it's like, okay, no, 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 where am I at? I thought I had everything figured out. No, it's shifting. Yeah, and right. particularly um, at the moment, everything's shifting so rapidly. Yes, yes. Well, because we were talking about that, weren't we, about the time thing? Um, it's where's it going or what's coming and what, what levels? Because, you know, sometimes I do. I think, well, what is today? And that's not like me. I generally no. I know what the time is. I know what, where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. And wow, I just don't have that anymore. Um, no, I've just had moments of, um, you know, I guess we're all coming more into that spiral time where this moment now is all that there is, which we've always known, but that uh, old linear concept of time is really falling away. Yes. We were laughing before we hit record. I was like, is this like early onset dementia? Or I was like, maybe I partied too much in my 20s. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Just because the 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 warpiness of reality and the the veils are becoming much um 
more see-through and even my relationship with guides and guidance and being able to vision forward like my vision i remember many years ago in my early 30s all of a sudden my ability to see got blocked and that was when i was going through quite a deep journey to connect into the womb and mother earth it was like all my reference points of looking up and out to connect to spirit or my higher self literally got blocked and i got um very much initiated into what felt like a depression, which was another dark night of the soul. But there was a rewiring that was taking place to drop me more into the body felt sense, the womb wisdom and earth wisdom. Yes. Um, and all the ways that I would receive guidance shifted. And then I'd come out of that and then was like, yeah, well, I've got a good firm fitting with where I'm at and my spirituality and my beliefs and mythology and all of that only for a couple of years ago, that all to kick back up again yes. and not being able to even vision ahead. And I was like, oh my gosh, as a energy worker, this is what people come to me for to help them to, to see ahead. And if I can't see, and I can't see where they're going, but I think that's the point of the moment, isn't it? Yes. We're not meant to be seeing ahead and planning and locking ourselves in because everything's changing so rapidly. Yes, absolutely agree. It is changing rapidly. And I, as you were talking, and I just had a thought in which I've, I've spoken about um, in circles, we're also at a time now where the karmic patterns or our karma is being released and cleared. Yeah. So we, we basically, are, and the, the Lords of Karma themselves, um, many, many years ago, you had to really, really be sitting in that sacred ritual to even call upon the Lords of Karma to, yeah. to help you clear any karmic patterns that you were tapping into that were preventing you from moving forward on your path yeah but but now it's a quick can you release yeah. this karma and, and it's done it's um, instant isn't it and i've yes. just witnessed with clients and students that things that took me literally years of blood sweat tears to <laughs> repattern and rewire they just do it in a session and it's done i'm like oh my gosh yes and it's done and the the energy that creates i i call it as we were talking earlier, not knowing or seeing like we used to see what's mm. coming next, um, I would just label it nothingness. And the, yeah. the the nothingness when you sit in it and be it is actually very powerful. Yeah. Because the nothingness, be it darkness, that's how I pretend to see it. But I love the darkness anyway because yeah. so much can grow from light. You know, shine yeah. so bright in the darkness. Um, but when we I believe when we start to, as a world even, begin mm. to accept that nothingness, mm. the stillness that is in the nothingness, wow, the magic that's available to you to tap into and just create. Definitely. And so I, my, I mean, many, many years ago, I called my business the space in between. Yes. <laughs> which is that um the void and it was interesting yes. because as the womb initiations that happened with for me through me over the last few years there's that sense i remember a dear um energy healer of mine that's helped me through so many 
um, moments of change. Bron Evans, she said to me one point, I'm like, oh, it's just gotten so dark. I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going on. And she's like, Sarah, you're in the birth canal. You're back in the womb. That's requiring you to let go of everything that you thought that you knew and the structures and the ways of perception. And she's like, just be in the womb. And for me, that was such a beautiful mindset shift rather than fearing that void space or fearing the darkness and being like, well, I don't know what's ahead and being in a fear and a tailspin, which is what we're seeing happen in the collective at the moment as well, to just surrender into the the great mama's womb and be like, it's all right. You know, I don't need to know what's coming next. I just need to be um, connected to myself and to surrender to what is. Obviously, this is all easier said than done. And I definitely have moments, even we were talking before, where I last night was like, oh my gosh, I can feel the vortex of transformation shifting again. And then the message was just like, surrender, drop into your heart. This isn't a transition to be figured out through through the mind. No, exactly, exactly. And I love using the being in the void, that nothingness. Um, and I think you hit on a really good point there, that return within. Mm. Um, because we have been so focused on our external world and, and yeah. fit, fit as a soul, fitting in to this external earth plane world that we've yeah. you know, incarnated in. But... It's the soul within that's made the choice. Yes. Uh, and it's cho- it's made the choice with a full, huge gamut of uh, wisdom. Yeah. That with and with the energy of the, the the ascension of the earth and whatnot, it's we're awakening. Yeah. And it's so new. It's so different. That. <laughs> what do you mean? I've got this. You know, I can do this myself. Um, yeah. Because, and it, we just like you said, we need to be in that container, the womb. Um, mm. for this experience and return to self return to soul we've got it as individuals yeah. as the light within we've got it yeah yeah definitely and I remember Bron again saying to me last year I was having a, a tantrum moment really it was just like I've had enough I'm sick of witnessing what I'm seeing going on with the, the division and the polarity it was just heartbreaking for me and then obviously seeing that within inner circles as well but um, she actually read me the riot act and really looked at me and it was like one of those I could feel the fire not only of her but my ancestors and every guy that had um, been supporting me and she's like did you know the orchestration that it took for you to be here at this particular time like don't squander it like you're meant to be here and I really believe that for anyone that's um, here we are really almost privileged to be here at this changing of the ages like yes. we're meant to be exactly and i, I say that myself that uh, and and we are we we did you're right we chose this and and what an honor to be at the start of this um moving into like the age of aquarius uh, yeah at, we're at the beginning you know the, the, the very 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 beginning and so what i've had to come to peace <laughs> with is i'm not even going to see the results of this in my no. lifetime no. what is it <laughs> Two thousand years before the yeah yeah we're like the (laughs) very beginning so just the seeds are being planted that's it yeah yeah yeah. and 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 the seeds of uh, and I love the and we'll talk about your womb weaving ceremony because I think it's so Mm. just right now um, we're we are at the in the in being birthed um, into this the the element of air the opportunity to manifest where so much more opportunity to create 
mm -hmm. what we need to sustain ourselves and the planet yes let alone the universe because that's all a part of it as well exactly yeah it's it's yay us really and everyone for being here and choosing it now it's let's step i in. know step but in. i would like to say and i'm sure you'll um resonate with this too so many people are in such huge trauma at the moment because of the last couple of years and because of all unprocessed trauma previous to that that you know it's okay to have days where it's just like this is really hard yes. um and just needing to to come back to self and to pull out of having to know everything that's going on in the collective like yes we want to be informed but not to get um you know swept up in that very fear-based news cycle constantly because then we just go into this survival response where we literally are just focused on surviving and if that's where people need to be that's where need people need to be but at some point if you don't have to be in that survival response then looking after yourself so you can come out of it and then be able to focus on creating the new because when we're in survival we can't no. create no exactly exactly and it's okay to want to turn off from the world or it's it's a hundred percent yeah yeah and in fact it's, it's, it's yes. a necessity yes we need to turn off the radio turn off the television um step out into mother nature yeah uh, where you can connect with really what is the energy that we need to be tapping into mothers you know guys here to help us yeah be nourished once again yeah, I know for me on the days when the lockdowns um, last year or the last couple of years, because I was in Melbourne, so we obviously had lots, um, I would just have that day days of getting out into nature, even though I might not have been allowed to. I was like, I have to get out into nature to lay on the earth, to be in the sun, to see, um, you know, the birds and the animals and the flowers, just all getting on with living and being. I don't know whether you've found this, but I, I love getting out into nature too. Yeah. Um, but when you're open to the healing and the the words that are in nature. Yes. Wow. And and I know I can just go out, even in my yard, let alone going out in the ranges where I live. The yeah. animals, they just tend to gather. The yes. Birds, the birds, all of a sudden, it's it's a beautiful choir of noise of, yeah. of birds. And you think... It, strangely enough you can tap into them saying it's okay we're here um it's all going to unfold as it needs to unfold for you yeah um i don't know um to me it's that's amped up to be able to just sit in that space yeah and, and just let that wisdom come in because they do the the birds for me it's birds mm. <laughs> just just tend to gather everywhere yes <laughs> yeah yeah, no, I think is, um, you know, the consciousness is shifting that ability to connect with nature and the spirit within nature is becoming so much more accessible for everyone. If you can just get out there and then turn this off yeah. and drop into the heart, that's when all of that beauty will really reveal itself. And I know for me too, um, and I'm curious if you've noticed this as well, Sharon, that the level of responsibility that I have to take now is is quite strong. Like if, if I, whatever I'm focusing on, it's definitely going to come back very quickly for yes. better or worse. So if I'm focusing on growth and looking after myself and compassion for myself and community, then there's 
beautiful synchronicities and shifts where I'm like, oh my God, I've never felt so good in my life. Equally though, on the opposite polarity, if I get into a fear spiral, I get drawn into that and it becomes very um, toxic very quickly. Yes, exactly. I, I totally get that, that it is. We really have to um, be mindful of what we're projecting. Um, yeah. And thing because we're, we're shifting in and because our thoughts are energy and we're actually shifting yeah. into a different realm of energy, uh, which is here to help us. Yeah. And the, yeah, like you said, the more you think positive, I'm going to create, I'm going to have magic surrounding, miracles can happen every day. They will. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's important and um, not to be hard on ourselves when, because I too wake up, oh, not another day, but okay, then I quickly turn that around. Um, and, and it's okay to think that the moment, yeah. moment that you do recognize that you're on that spiral of um, being caught up again, gives you the opportunity to get out of it. Yeah, and I think for me, sitting with and moving through the grief of everything that's being let go of has been really important because if I am not letting myself feel the grief, then I'll go to like drinking too much wine or emotionally eating or, yes. um, you know, other coping strategies. It might be okay for a little while, but over the long, long period of time, it's like, okay, this is, isn't actually beneficial. And we all did what we needed to do over the last couple of years to cope with everything that was going on yes. um but to be able to have the practices where you can drop into the body feel what needs to be felt like i've had days and minutes of feeling the most acute grief and then literally straight after like so much love and so much yes. beauty so it's such that um I think there's initiation of these times to stay open hearted, even when there's looks like there's so much chaos and pain and upheaval that's actually always been there. But I think we're just so seeing it so clearly now. Yes, yes, exactly. And there's nothing um, wrong with uh, stepping into the grief or the, mm. the, the negative stuff because it comes up the anger and all the rest of that. Yeah, um, because by allowing it and in a dare I use the word celebrate it yeah because it is a part of our yin yang it is a part yes. of our shadow and our light um the more we just honor it mm. the, le the less control it seems to have a hundred percent and i think we're here at these changing of the ages which sounds very like fancy and amazing <laughs> but it's really hard work it's terrifying yes. we have to grieve what we're letting go of and it's okay to you know, grieve the many, many things that we're letting go of. Because I think we all intrinsically know that life is never going to go back to the way that it was pre-2020. And I was, um, I can't remember which astrology astrologist it was that I was reading this on her uh, page the other week, but she's just like, you know, um, people kind of feeling like, oh my gosh, we're, everything's changed since 2020. And she's like, well, you just needed to speak to an astrologer. We told you that these these times of change were coming, but yes. it's one thing to know that. And then it's another thing to live through that and to have gone through more change than any generation, any generations prior to now. Yes, exactly. And the, we are, in a sense, whilst that may not feel like we're building an inner power of, yeah. su of survival, um, yeah. um, of learning um, yeah. and of great change yeah yeah and we're if you if you want the the warriors at the forefront 
Definitely. And I think that need for community, which we all know the importance of community, but now that's just becoming stronger and stronger and stronger to have that like-minded community so that if you are having a you know a bad day you can share it with other friends and family members or whoever's in your you know your community kin of oh my gosh i feel like i'm going crazy today or this is happening it's like me too me too you know you know you're not alone um and then i think as we move forward i that's one of the things that i do keep getting shown is that need for community for perhaps very physical tangible things as um uh you know lots of things are getting disrupted in our supply chains and even like the cost of fuel at the moment like that need to kind of band together and do things in a very different way to what we have before is we're going to have to do that well, I mean, we already are yes yes and i, I find in, in our com my community here it's been wonderful to see we're all sharing our veggies we're all Amazing. sharing the, the project because we I mean, it's, a, it's a country community and it's just yep. wonderful you know to, to see a little girl walk up with a little um, wheelbarrow from of her produce would you like some of oh this my God. Is, you know, and, and do that exchange it's something we haven't done for a long time and it's so it just makes me feel so happy feeling yes. that because it's like celebrating in mother earth's bounty and we don't need like all of the veggies that we grow no, often right. and the way that they grow it's like well i'm not going to get through like however many tomatoes yeah, that's right. and to be able to share and uh trade and collaborate i mean that's the way that we're that's the way nature works so we are nature to be yes. coming back into harmony with that so it's these stories that give me hope and i'm like oh my gosh that's amazing yeah. and counterbalances all of the other stuff that we we hear about and see yes yes and uh, even some of the shops or well, one in particular has a uh, a tr um, used to and it's back now uh, a trolley out the front where you know people do they come in they they leave some cucumbers or whatever they've been growing mm. um, and it's just to help yourself exchange thing and if it's not fruit it's books yeah. or it's novels and it, it's it's just I, I guess we're almost getting back to what we used to do in yes. years gone by yeah simple is powerful yes yeah simple is the best <laughs> yes. yes oh absolutely now well sarah we haven't even touched on your <laughs> sessions yet can um but we've we've um perhaps if we go to your one-on-one -on -one sessions then, then we'll mm. talk about some of your ceremonies that i'd love to hear about yeah um so your one-on-one -on -one that you offer your soul medicine healing what do you do what's involved that is sessions where, look, I work with a lot of people in transition. So it's fitting that we're talking about all well, like the whole collective going through a transition. Yes. But that has always been people will tend to find me or um, be linked up with me when they are going through moments of significant change or transition, either those transitions where they are being initiated into it from within or circumstance, or they're seeking it out and they're like, you know what, I'm really ready to to shift this and yes. I particularly work with a lot of women mainly a little a few men as well that are very much ready to connect to themselves and deeper aspects of themselves to be more loving to themselves to step into greater um, self-confidence and self-worth with themselves as tends to be a lot of um, the reasons why people come, I get a lot of women that are really wanting to step into their fertility, whether or not that is wanting to conceive a child, but also just a woman really wanting to step into her own fertility and creativity 
in a different way to the ways that we've been conditioned. And so the soul medicine sessions um, provide a space for me to weave all of the different tools and modalities and techniques that I've learned over the many, many years. But I, at the beginning of the session, will always um, support the client or listen to where they're at and we'll see the strong intention for what they're and how they're wanting to feel after the session. And then I'll sit with them. And the majority of my work at this stage is online now um, and helping them really reweave their energy field and to clear out what's needing to be cleared out, whether or not it's internal patterns from childhood or ancestral patterns that need to move so that they can embody more of their authentic essence. So more of who they've come here to be beyond what the world's kind of told them to be in that conditioning because that can always be such a point of tension. Yes, yes, and in a conflict. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a combination of um, belief and mindset work, lots of energy uh, movement and shifting, emotional release work, and whatever else needs to come through in, in the session. Wonderful. Yeah, sounds amazing. And the energy from the healing energy that's coming through, that's shifted, that's changed too, hasn't it? Definitely. Yeah. So for many, many years, as you know, and some of the people that will be watching this knows, I, I taught Reiki for over a decade. Yeah. And Reiki was one of those um, spiritual pathways for me and even my whole cosmology of how I believed energy and spirit and everything to work. And it was incredibly powerful and beautiful for all of those years but the last couple of years i just kept on getting the message you're going to need to stop teaching reiki and i was like what no but it just be kept coming increasingly obvious anytime i was doing a one-on-one -on -one session or even teaching groups reiki that the ways that we work with energy are moving and shifting and evolving and i yes. still think reiki is hugely beneficial for again certain people at certain times but i knew i was being called out of that space and to support people to come more into rhythm and harmony with mother earth to really ground and things that are really exciting me at the moment are more embodiment techniques like how can we help people to feel safe in their bodies because yeah. once that's taken care of the rest of the stuff shifts anyway yes, yes yeah exactly. and working with um elemental energies i love working with subtle plant medicine so subtle plants like rose hibiscus lotus and particularly with women supporting them to connect with those energies because i find with the flowers they help us to bloom in our authenticity yes. but i also love working with trees I've got a real call this year to start doing more ceremony and retreats on land because when we're outside in the elements, you know, that's how we're meant to be working with yes. healing. Yes, yeah, exactly. And yes, it's been great to be able to still get out there online. Mm. Um, and but I think when that's done, it's time. Yeah, uh, we to get out and connect back with uh, nature. And yes, yeah, like I said, the flowers. The, the 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 blossoming yeah um, will be able to happen even more intensely um well what and we're ready for it as souls we're ready for it definitely and i think also with the one-on-one -on -one work i think people can have amazing experiences one-on-one -on -one. um my other real great love is group work though and working with small to medium-sized groups over a period of time so one of the blessings of <laughs> lockdown was obviously being forced to do things in a different way but yeah. it allowed me to seed 
new bodies of work, which was an amalgamation of working with women for 10 years, seeing the similar patterns that would come up, the similar wants, needs and desires of what a woman kind of wants to move through and journey and how she wants to connect with herself. So I do small groups, um, I call them the plant pods. So oh, it's working it. with a different plant, but the plant really is just in support of that woman going through her own journey. One is called reflection and it's about going within that's connected with Lotus, Blue Lotus, because she's amazing for nervous system healing, calming and soothing and, you know, connecting to the soul self. I do a journey with hibiscus, which is more around body love, connecting to the earth, sensuality, pleasure. And then another one that I'm working on at the moment is working with Rose as the lover. So we're really focusing on heart healing, womb healing, but they get little fun uh, rituals to do daily that only take a couple of minutes. But when that consistency is then there over the month or the five weeks, real shifts happen. Yes. So I've noticed that obviously after we have a one-on-one -on -one session, there's always going to have to be a period of integration. And if we don't give ourselves that space to integrate or run onto the next thing, often we'll, we'll miss the gift or we don't quite lock in that energy work. Yes, exactly. So that's why I love these because, you know, I can take people through that journey and it's a bit like having a, retreat at home as well yes, yes yeah yeah and you're so right we do need to integrate and i think the past has seen that jumping from one to another to another yeah um, but we it's so important to have that that space in between yes <laughs> <laughs> do i say i don't yeah that space yeah. In between. yeah to create the 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 healing and the, the release and yeah. the fulfillment um, with what you've just learned. And you, the first two flowers, the lotus and the hibiscus are just my favorite. <laughs> yes, you're another hibiscus woman that I absolutely <laughs> love that connection. <laughs> yes. yes, and I like the lotus flower. And my um, one of my mindful practices that I like to do is actually, um, and it's the only thing I can do in origami, is to fold lotus flowers. Oh, wow. Aren't you clever? That's amazing. <laughs> so it's the only one. But the, the, the lotus flower is so much, you know, because it is the only flower that has the, the male and feminine yeah. energies. And if for some reason I'm drawing to that, but my all-time favourite, yes, is the hibiscus. The hibiscus, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so we have touched on the fact that you are a ceremonialist. I said that word. Yes, yes you did. <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing it. Um, uh, so can you tell us a bit more about those? Yeah, definitely. Look, I think the word ceremony is thrown around a lot now. And I, on one hand, I think it's great that we're coming back to that roots of ritual and ceremony and we're needing that. But it is good for, I guess, me to clarify what I mean by ceremony and when I'm doing a ceremony space and how that's different from a circle because even obviously we can come together in circle and that's amazing. Yes. When I'm using the word ceremony, that is me in um, collaboration with my spirit team, my ancestors, the land, the land elements, creating a sacred space specific for that moment in time, that group. As the group comes together, the ceremonial space is always number one priority is a space to connect to soul to self, but to also have your soul being held in a safe, a, a safe energetic space as well. Cause I think sometimes there can be 
spaces that are created out there that might on the surface look clean but energetically they're not because there's like a million different spirits in there so I received training over the last four or five years I've been working with shamanic energy training which is a um it's like a living mystery school is the best way I would describe that run by Sharon Bolt and connected into the white dragon lineage and that is a mythological lineage that helps people to connect to their mythological self so doing the training with them has been life-changing and amazing but has really upgraded the ways in which that I can hold ceremonial space that I now know you know how to call the spirits in safely the spirit yeah, etiquette energy hygiene things like that so that those spaces can be really beautiful spaces for people to come and to connect to um, their inner divinity, Mother Earth, the plants, but most importantly themselves in a sacred space. And then when we're in ceremony, it's um, very intentionally coming out of linear time into that spiral time of no time. Yes. That's why in those ceremonial spaces, the, the healing and the creative energy flows throughout time. So often people will already have massive shifts before they even come and sit in ceremony. Yes. And then for many months and in some cases years after the fact, they're still feeling the um, the ripples, whether or not they acknowledge that or notice, oh, that was because of that ceremony. Yes. But yeah. That's ultimately what we're trying to create when we're doing those ceremonial spaces. Oh, that's fantastic. And I, I am such a strong believer in creating that sacred chamber yeah. when you're holding space because you're right. There, there are so many spirits in a space energy yeah. in a space wherever we go we're leaving a bit of our light and yeah. um, so it needs to be and it has a power of its own but it needs to be um when you're creating i love what you're doing with your creative mm. ceremony we need to ha be able to step into a place that is void yes um, so we can tap into our own void yes um to have those clearings but you're, you're right and that um can happen weeks before you're even having your ceremony, doesn't it? You, you yeah. need to amplify that energy, that holding vessel for people to step into and be clearly held um, with their release work, what you're helping them to bring up and connect. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that is fantastic to even hear mm. you speak about that because I have always believed in that. And I, some of my workshops um, as sounds like what you do as well, but in yeah. your own, own way. I could be for months sending and creating a vessel yes. in, that, in that space before I'm even there. Yeah, um, and yeah. I, yeah, I, and I always like to, yes, you can remotely view something or distance, but I really like to try and make an effort to get to the space yeah. um, well beforehand and check it out um, yeah. and then know what you have to clean, so to speak. Definitely. Um, and what to open, what to close. Um, so when you do have souls come to you for your ceremony, for your practices, they're already in what's going to be the best space for them. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I think one of the things that I've only really in the last year or so very much acknowledged, and this is a deep love and gratitude to my teacher, Sharon, who's constantly kind of instilled it within me as well, is I'm about to start um, a Wheel of the Year journey called Wheel of Celebration, and it's uh, based on a body of work that is Sharon's, which I'm so stoked that I'm able to now on share. But, you know, the focus of those seasonal ceremonies are actually going to be to show up and meet the season 
with no even massive intention setting. Like I think sometimes in the West we can be like a bit grippy grabby with the spirit world where it's like, I want this and I want that and I'm going to release this and I'm going to heal that. And we're not doing any of that. It's like, no, no, let's just show up in sacred space in honor, appreciation, gratitude and celebration. And then let's just let it go and see what happens. Because for me, when I show up to the spirit world, not hungry, I receive the deepest nourishment and exactly what I actually need, but I'm not showing up with that reason. It's kind of like we're catching up with a friend and it's like, I want this from them. I want this from them. You're like, then that annoying needy friend where they're like, (laughs) you're so needy. Exactly. And when you get out of expectation, um, you can get the best. Yeah, that's when the magic happens. And I think obviously the theme of the the chat we've been having around being able to be in that void and surrender to it, we're going to be nourished by exactly what we need by that the great mother energy yes. in a way that our little human minds would never be able to even know. I used to teach vision board workshops for many, many years and I love them, yes. but um. And look, as much as I tried to often get people into their hearts and wombs and just to receive what they need, people would come in with like magazines and photos and I want this and I want this car or I remember a girl putting a massive photo of Ryan Gosling down and I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, like you just see it all. And there's nothing wrong with dreaming and like all of that. But it was just interesting. I could see even back then, I was like, no, this this isn't what their souls actually want for them. This is all of the programming of society going, you've got to have this, 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 then you'll be happy and fulfilled. And there's plenty of people out there that are very rich and have all of those things that are desperately unhappy because they're not living from soul. Exactly. Wonderful. And to use the power of the seasons, I'm, I'm so loving that. Yeah. Um, you again, you'll get what you need that is yeah. right for you in the growth of the season. So is that your excuse me the wheel of the wheel of celebration? Yes. 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 Yeah, because when we work in with the seasons and um, celebrate them and honour them, and it just it makes me think of what you were sharing about your local community with the little girl like gifting the cucumbers and things <laughs> like that, like. That's what we're being drawn back into, but that's what the ancient communities would be doing if they were coming and celebrating equinoxes or solstices or the um, the the other seasonal holy days, of, yes. uh, that's what I call them. It was very much in honour of the land. Thank you, Mother Earth, for, you know, Lamas, like let's um, bake loaves of bread in honour of the Great Mother. Thank you for all that you've provided over this season of growth. And then as we're coming into autumn equinox now, that was a time of our um, gratitude, but starting to let go, gathering the harvest and preparing for the winter and praying like crazy that they would survive the winter, like actually survive that they'd have shelter, enough food to get through, and then coming into spring equinox and then Beltane, which comes after, that's fertility time where it's like, let's pray that the the garden grows, the veggies grow, that humanity grows, like that people conceive and have babies. Yes. But with all of those very, um, you know, the things that we all need to thrive as humans, not I want a Ferrari or um, not that anyone that comes from my group <laughs> want that, but you know what I, I mean? I'm very mean. outwardly, oh, I need all of this extra stuff. When humans are such, we're such simple creatures, we actually don't need a lot. No, no. 
No, exactly. And I don't know whether um, what's this like for you, but I actually find um, celebrating or being reunited with the seasons is also reuniting with your soul season because I, I was yeah. coming into being born like in April, so the cooler weather and the, the, mm. the, the which, which I love. I love yeah. the colder weather. And to me, tapping into the seasons in that way is the, like a um, like the womb cycle. Yeah. When, as we've incarnated, this, our soul seed is yes. within your mother's womb. I think that's very important. Um, or for yeah. me, it has been because I'm coming to life energetically or solely mm. now because I was about to be born yeah. in, a, in a few weeks' time, yes. so, so to speak. Um, yeah. So I think that, like you're getting out of the traditional uh, programming of you know the, the, the different things we celebrate, um, yeah. can get back that far. Into definitely seasons yeah yeah because when we are in tune with our own inner seasons and cycles we just flow with more ease rather than resisting certain moments and i also really feel that we have soul cycles like we yes. go through different initiations like the dark night of the soul is a winter season for someone yeah. and then there's other moments in life like my um brother and sister-in-law just had twins so oh, i'm an yeah. auntie for the first time but i just witnessed them and they are in spring like i might they're all just in that beautiful spring season of celebrating new life and the the beauty of new souls being on earth which is just you know that brings so much love and delight yes and then there's other seasons that we go through where you know i think collectively we're in an autumn we're still letting go of the old age we haven't really quite even dropped into the the void yet no no exactly and as you were saying that an image came to me in regards to the autumn um a lot of my the trees that in my in my yard here um just particularly that the mulberries would have really started to lose their leaves mm. um, but they haven't um, yeah they're still grasping on um, <laughs> <laughs> well the seasons are shifting aren't yes. they they're what we've known traditionally as the markers it's all moving around and in flux i mean we were talking before um you hit record just in melbourne and adelaide it's so much more humid than yes. what any of us have remember in our lifetimes like the weather patterns are moving and shifting as well yeah yeah so, so and being able to hold the space like you do and witness the mm. with, with your cycles um, in your ceremonies and what you practice, or just I think at a level of understanding at the uh, um, at a point where we just haven't been there before. Yeah. Um, with appreciating what's unfolding. Yes. Um, without sort of grabbing a book and what's supposed to be happening now. Yeah, um, or relying on someone external. Like, what's this? guide or this channel telling me where it's like everyone's in a very different soul trajectory at the moment about what role they're needing to play and how they're meaning to show up and i just know from you know witnessing the women and men that will come in ceremony the one-on-one -on -one or in the groups when they leave they're just so much more settled within themselves and in the moment just to be like oh okay you know whatever happens i can trust it or i know that i've got within me what i need to deal with whatever's coming up now and then That's now it. and then now exactly yeah and and that itself is has a ripple effect when yeah we, when we can come from that sense of understanding of self and knowing and being fully in alignment with your soul and your soul path yes one the peace that it creates for yourself 
Um, yeah. And that ripple effect, like I said, spreads out to your family, your friends, your community. Yeah. And if we're yeah. all doing it, oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, it would be absolute <laughs> magic. Like that, that, the highest aspect of the Aquarian age, it, it is that energy, isn't it? The yes. humanitarian efforts and everyone coming together and being able to remain an individual yet being in a group. And I think that also, um, you know, when we're just minding our own business and just focused on our soul path, things like competition, comparison, that stuff falls away and we can really step into the the abundance. Yes. But look, humanity's got a long way to go and many different choice points of where or not we end up there or not. Because obviously the shadow of Aquarius is all of the technology and what happens when we become very disconnected from nature and like in the metaverse or constantly on our phones or on our screens. And so that is also why I'm really passionate around people gathering in ceremony, no phones, like, yes. you know, connecting. Exactly. exactly. And it's um, so important because you can, I can almost see with the, the, the story of Atlantis, Yes. And with that shadow side, with the such great developments in technology, it could have gone either way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but for that, it sunk a whole existence. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we're, we're there now. Definitely. Uh, yeah, with, I've, I've been doing work in the schools and to, to see so much technology. You know, the, the, yeah. the kids are bringing their phones into schools and as much as they're told not to use them, they are. They're just a total we've been placed in this distraction mm. it's time now for us to make a decision yeah um to get out of the distraction technology yeah use it but use it in its fullness to create the abundance that we need not the yeah. destruction that it yeah can, it is creating yeah yeah wow goodness wow we've touched on some huge topics there <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it and so naturally um, yeah yeah so we've We've, we've mentioned the womb weaving. So what do you do with that? So that? the womb weaving ceremonies are a one-on-one -on -one interaction with me and um, the participant where I get them to fill out a questionnaire which has got questions where they can reflect on their womb story to date. So that includes things like, do you know about your own birth, like your own incarnation? Um, how, if you've had children, how are the births of your children? Because often women can hold on to a lot of trauma from the births. Um, you know, how was your first period experience? Um, your first sexual experience? Like the first of however we've gone through things often then sets the foundation for how we then relate to these things moving forward. And a woman's womb is not only a space where she may or may not birth a human child in this life, but it's where you birth absolutely everything in your life. And as with everything, there's the physical womb and then there's the energetic womb, which actually also holds a stargate, which connects us multidimensionally as well. Yes. Now, women's wombs, we can hold on to a lot of stuff in that, particularly those of us that are the, the midwives of the community. Yeah or, um, you know, the, the, the helpers. So people can be in our wombs, yes. um, ex-lovers can be corded into our wombs and then that creates uh, an energetic leak. Sometimes past loved ones when they're transitioning can end up in women's wombs because they're looking for that safe space and not knowing where to go once they die. Yes. Um, 
we can hold on to spirit babies, the energies of abortions, miscarriages. You just think about everything that the womb goes through. But if the womb is holding on to all of the old energy, then we keep on creating the old or we feel stuck, stuck or stagnant or there might be physical issues with the menstrual cycle or hormones or cysts and all of the things that can happen um, to a woman's womb. So the womb ceremonies are an opportunity to honor everything that the womb has gone through to uh, receive clearing work, healing work, and then ultimately a blessing for your womb, which is often when the ancestors will come through in the ceremonial space and do the blessing. It's so beautiful so that that woman can then walk forward having more sovereignty of her womb space because it's our wombs are for, for us to create and rebirth ourselves first and foremost. Yes, yes, absolutely. And then if every woman's womb was actually clean and clear and open, again, there would be a massive shift of uh, consciousness on the planet. Oh, so much so, so much so. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the, the power that is within the womb. Yes. Um, and again, like you said, it's not necessary that you have to have born a child. No. Um, but there's so much more about the, the energy womb, the, the physical womb that we just don't, haven't tapped into. Haven't no, tapped and into. I think we're, you know, once we can get to that point of just clearing out of the old and the past and a lot of the ancestral trauma that will sit there, like I've, I've seen it within women when their wombs then open and they are able to birth more of their authentic self and get on with their soul mission, like they, go on to create such beauty or impact and change, but it is that feminine power that's so much repressed by our current society and the patriarchal systems. Yes, yes. So it is a, a beautiful way to add to that revolution and then letting go of the old ages of by really looking after and tending to the womb. So that's what the womb weaving oh. ceremonies are all about so again some women will seek it out if they've got specific womb issues or they're like i want to heal this or um they're just ready to make a significant change in their life because the womb work it's interesting women only will come across it when they're really ready so i often i work with a lot of women that have done a lot of heart healing they've done a lot of mindset work but they haven't been quite ready to drop into that primordial primal yes yes and when you guide um in the one-on-one sessions, I don't do the, the womb weaving, but when you mm. guide someone into what's going on within the sacral, um, yeah. within that area, and you can um, start talking about different things that may have happened, whether it's the um, in this lifetime or through past lifetimes or his, in history, ancestral lifetimes, yes. um, just I have found just mentioning a particular thing like um, the energy of a miscarriage yes um, i haven't had a miscarriage you know that that's the, the person saying you haven't but the energy pattern of it yeah. is held within the womb so when you can clear that yeah or work towards clearing that that may go towards helping with pregnancy in this lifetime or definitely birthing something so sometimes the the healer is what what you do in your yeah um, in the practice is just perhaps even seeing it and bring yeah. it, bringing it to the forefront of someone who doesn't know what's going on, but they just yeah. they know something is, um, can do so much to, yeah, helping us be reborn through our own womb healing. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's it. I'd, to hear you say what it is, 
Mm. Um, you can hear the energy and the power of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and, and to awaken that goddess through the womb. Um, yeah. For ourselves, because our souls incarnate. Um, my under my belief that the souls incarnate through the umbilical cord. Yeah. Um, any trauma that's picked up, any of the, the yeah the we're holding this vessel of another soul within you. Yeah. Um, can also leave the an imprint. So you know, like the energy Definitely. Might, might be left behind. So to step up and be able to clear that and just yeah. uh, let the I sometimes get or often get the visualization of a, a creek. You know, the water's flowing. Yes. Um, and but then all oh, there's this debris. Yeah. We can visualize it, or I see it as the le the leaves, the twigs that yeah. have gathered up, and there's the the water's just not flowing. Exactly. Um, because of all the cobwebs or the definitely stuff holding about. You clear that, um, and yeah, allow that flow, the water to to to, to cleanse and clear is is just magic. What you so saying. powerful. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Excellent. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, what what <laughs> haven't we covered? That you do, uh, your soul medicine ceremonies, your womb weaving. The only other thing that we haven't mentioned that I also run, and this is again another bottle body of work of my teacher Sharon Bolts, is Dream Pod. So I dream with a group of 13 dreamers and we dream together for 33 nights. Uh, working with a uh, a specific dreaming plant, which I reveal to the group when we open the container. Um, but I also I love that too, and I find that the dreaming work and the womb work they fit really um, strongly together because the more open a woman's womb is, the more that she's able to dream and to connect into the dreaming realms and become awake in the dreaming, so they can become creators in the dreaming realms, as opposed to just often when we dream, we'll dream in that, um, and there's nothing wrong with this in our subconscious or in the astral realms. And we don't get to kind of really move through that to become more awake in the, the dreaming realm. So look, that, that journey is, um, a seed planting expedition. So, you know, sometimes things will crack open for people, sometimes not, but I know that by them laying those seeds over those 33 nights, their dreaming gifts will just continue to evolve over their lifetime as their as they're ready because there's this divine nature timing with everything yes, yes. um yeah but i i love that work as well and that's not just for people that consider themselves dreamers it might be for people that just have a an interest in dreaming and dreaming work or um they've had issues with sleep and they're wanting to to heal that space because again there's so much untapped power and potentiality in the dreaming work yes i was just gonna say that because if we tap once we tap into it Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, the, the the dream realm in itself um, yeah. is is a whole uh, whole library of information, isn't it? Oh, uh, it's just absolutely epic, and I think this is obviously there's so many incredible indigenous cultures across the world that know the power of the dreaming realms and very much honor it as a, another aspect of reality rather than just not the importance that the Western culture won't even place any importance really on dreamings because they know that when we can go into those realms and plant seeds there, that then impacts this waking dream and waking reality. Exactly. You're, you're right. And to be able to, by the sounds of it, dream pod, um, it is so important to do it, uh, um, understanding that there is some power in there and to know yeah. how to do it safely. 
yes how to anchor yourself how to bring yourself back how to bring what you need back and leave what you don't yeah. need um in that realm of dreams yeah and the other really um beautiful thing and i think important thing with the dreaming work is when we're doing the intention sitting in the dreaming realm there's personal intention so we get to call in some juicy stuff for self but also for the collective so we're doing um collective dreaming work where um depending on how the group goes, like people start dreaming of each other and their dreams. And we do dreaming missions, like if there's soul rescue work that needs to happen, all of us as a group will go there. So it's always more powerful, obviously, to do things in a group and more yes. supportive, even though all, many of us do this individually as well. Yep. And to connect to soul family in the dreaming realms and just the ripple effect that then takes place. But it is that you know powerful place where we can be in service to the planet as well, as for us, so that beautiful win-win energy. Yes, yes. And you've uh, uh, the layers within, well, we've got plenty of layers within us. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the layers within a group, the layers within yeah. the dream state. Wow. Yeah. So do you start that off? Is that it like online or you meet? Yeah, we do it online. So I do it similar to the, the other pods where we've got an opening and a closing ceremony to start and end the container. And then there's a group where we all connect and share our dreams every day and people can ask questions. And then again, there's a, a daily ritual just to really lock everything in. You have a lot that you're yeah, offering. Yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> but it's fantastic. And it, it seems, it sounds like it's got flow. Yeah. And, and that is wonderful. And it, 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 it's all of such a now necessity, now needing with the earth, the growth, the yeah. stepping into the possibilities um, that are untapped at the moment. Yeah. And so while I've been in the birth canal, like everyone else, it was very scary to let go of what I'd known. I've just, again, seen that within my own clients and students and friends and family and community that the more that we can let go the old ways, the new ways are actually being very um, powerfully supportive, yes. supported. Yes. I'm just noticing with myself and even with others, if we're clinging onto those old ways, it's becoming increasingly difficult to stay holding on. Yes, yes, because it is the, the the time is right um, for us to have all the beauty in life. Yeah, you know, without the struggle that we're yes. you know, self-imposed, programmed, or however it's been imposed on us. Yeah, um, let's get into the the beauty that's there, that's here. Yeah, um, it doesn't need to be hard here on earth. No, no, that's the old like age of Pisces energy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. It doesn't at all. The heaven on earth, it's it's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, and I've had more moments of bliss over the last couple of years than I think I have over my whole life. But it is interweave with like incredibly some incredibly difficult days and lots of grief and you know, all of the feels. But um yeah, there's definitely magic to be found, but it is like looping back to what you said at the very beginning, it requires that letting go of what's going on in the external world and dropping within. Yes, and trusting within. That's what yeah. That's what we've got. That's what we came here with. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Oh, it has been so what, ex just, <laughs> I don't know, enormous speaking with you and chatting. I've loved it, but we haven't even talked about all the wonderful products that you've got on your website. 
Yes, I have just a small range of things. And again, that's in flux like everything else. Um, so I sell, as we're coming into the cooler months, I sell um, these beautiful blankets that I, I call my Reiki blankets. So I bless them up before sending them out. But that's also great if someone's wanting to work with a different color because there's a lot of different colors within the blanket range. Um, they make nice gifts for people as well. And then just other little products that I've found over the years that I, I just really love. And it's just been good to have them there for clients and students to just go, you know, this, this flower essence or this remedy is really good. So there's some vibrational essences on there. I'm a massive fan of incense. So there's a few different nice incenses on there as well. And then all my, um, digital product range so there's some guided rituals some online um downloadable meditations and there'll be more courses and short courses and things on there as well in coming months and years too wow where do you have the time for you to do it oh time there's that word yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh so how can people get in contact with you if you can share with us your points and then i will note that at the beginning of the the podcast so people can go in yeah and sure find you. so number one place is my website which is spaceinbetween.com.au then i'm on instagram and facebook instagram is sarah space in between and facebook is the space in between so they are the main places of contact where on my website if you're interested in learning about upcoming things just sign up to the newsletter and that's where i share the main yes. things which i think sometimes a bit easier than social media where algorithms change and yes. we don't see everything all the time yes no i love getting your newsletter oh that's <laughs> lovely to hear <laughs> well thank you so much for being here shining and sharing everything that you do it's it's been lovely uh, to hear about it and um quite exciting to yeah to be here listening and um, hopefully, well, I, I know it's going to unfold and I, I wish you all the, the greatest abundance uh, with everything that you do. Thank you so much. It's been so good to connect with you and I've loved our chat today and hello to everyone that has been listening. Yes, thank you. You take care and again, I'm, I'm sure we'll contact, be in contact and like to hear if you've going to launch anything new let us know and i can share that out here on this, i will this thank realm. you <laughs> no worries thank you bye for now bye. Lots of love. bye wow listeners wasn't that absolutely amazing spending time listening to all about what sarah does in her space in between her one-on-one -on -one soul medicine healing to the ceremonies, the womb weaving ceremony and the soul medicine ceremony. Such a, an awesome array of healing modalities and things that you could experience towards a better way of being. And don't forget all those awesome products that she ha Sarah has on her website. So please do yourself a favour, check Sarah's web website out, spaceinbetween.com.au. And also Sarah has her Insta and Facebook pages that you can also connect and find out more and follow what Sarah does and those are listed in the beginning in the, the written intro part of this podcast so thank you so much again for being here enjoying the space sharing the space with us and looking towards alternative ways to help us on this earth plane towards a better way of being and until next time soul blessings
thank you for listening to A Better Way of Being. To learn more, please visit my website, hibiscusdreaming.com and join me on both my Facebook and Instagram pages. Just search Ashane. I would love to see you in my community of well-being and together we can celebrate the soul, celebrate life and your important role here on the earth plane. Soul blessings and remember, you are amazing.